This is Terry Montesi, CEO of Trademark Property Company. Welcome to Trademark's podcast, Leaning In, where we look at the future of retail and mixed use and how we can lean into it while others are leaning out. This is part one of a two-part episode. Thanks for tuning in. This is Stephanie Ruiz, Senior Director of Guest Service and Experience at Trademark. Today, I will be joined by Chuck Steelman, Vice President of Experience at Trademark, as we welcome Scott Redman, co-founder of Baymo, an industry leader in curating unforgettable interactive holiday experiences. Scott joins us to talk about their groundbreaking Snow Day exhibit, the creative process for building new shopping center activations, and how technology is evolving the Santa experience. Welcome, Scott. How has being at Trademark Property Centers changed your business? Well, hi. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Snow Day is what we do, and it's been this long experience. And we didn't start with Trademark, but it has been a wonderful experience because there is a greater emphasis on community. And it sounds cheesy, but really like teamwork and how everything functions together, whether it's just working with the direct property or with the team here at Trademark and figuring out what's the right path to go forward and how we're going to do it and what's the plan and how does our marketing and our view fit into the marketing and the strategy of what Trademark's trying to do. So it's really been a very wonderful experience. Well, that's what we like about at Trademark Property. We like when we find partners like you where we can truly be a business partner and help the business grow and evolve. Mm -hmm. And it's been fun to work together to see how your creative energies has created the most magical moment in Dallas at Galleria Dallas with yeah. Snow Day. And that's what's cool though, when you can go out in the world and grab people who have a creative point of view and then allow them to do that. So many times in my life, I've been a part of projects where people bring us in and then it's like, well, this is our view of how it should be. And it's like, well, we're not really a fit then. Because, <laughs> and I think that is what's yeah. really been nice. It's people going, you know what? We see you've done something cool. Keep doing it that way. Make the magic happen, right? Yeah. And, and trusting and guiding and doing it together. So it really is. It's, it's been really wonderful, actually. And Scott, you've been in the business for a few years now, right? Mm -hmm. How many years would you say? In the snow day business, right? In that retail holiday market. So four and a half years. Okay. Um, so it's been a pretty wild ride since then. And uh, how have you seen immersive experiences evolve over those four years? I mean, it's everywhere. I feel like every property you go to has something going on, something they're trying to plug in there. And so for me, it all began with Meow Wolf and Santa Fe. And that's where I really first experienced it. And that's what inspired Snow Day and inspired us to get our whole team together to build it. But I mean, we've seen everything, all kinds of different selfie museums. And somebody sent me a video the other day of a putt-putt experience. And so now that's like the new hot thing is the putt-putt experience, which they're cool. But I feel like everything now has that touch on it, which is great. And also creates a competitive nature. And also, as you know, each one's very different. So... For me, and I feel like our team side of things, it's creating experiences that are lasting. I feel like a lot of these different experiences or selfie museums, it's like, oh, let's just create a, a cool wall and get people to do some content in front of that wall, and then that content disappears. We have that, of course, right? And I want that, and I want people to do TikToks there, and I want all of those different things. 
but I want people to have photos on their fireplace or their bedside table for the next 40 or 50 years. Exactly. Well, I think that's what's so cool about Snow Day is it creates lasting memories. And I think you guys do a great job at making people want to come back. And that's one thing that I never really thought would be such a big part of the success of the experience is I will like, okay, when you see it, you're done, but people come and then they come back the next week with a different friend. And then the following week, they bring their cousin that was in town. And then the next week they bring their college roommate and they have a great experience with different people multiple times. Creating a tradition, right? My family goes to Disney every year. I've seen everything there a million times, but I want to go back and see it again. And so I think when it's done right, you create that. And so one of the, literally, I think it was yesterday, I just texted it to everybody. I saw an article about how Snow Day is becoming a tradition. And that's so cool to and me. And that's right? a big deal, right? Right? It's a huge deal, right? Where it's all of a sudden, you become this citywide tradition where people are like, oh yeah, that's something we do every year. I take my daughter to see different Christmas plays every year. And that's just something we do. So to all of a sudden be a part of that fabric of a community and to be a part of something where people every year, they're like, well, of course we do that. Our kids are like, when are we going to that? To have that is really an amazing thing. Scott, what tools do you and your team use to promote the activation? Is it all on social media? We obviously do a ton of social media, right? We blow up Facebook. We do a bunch of Instagram stuff. Obviously, TikTok's the new thing, which is insanely complicated to be a part of. And I think we depend on our guests to drive that function of TikTok. We try to do a lot of different things. And I think you can get too married to that, where it's like, oh, we're just going to shove all of these thousands of dollars into Facebook advertising. So part of it is knowing the community, understanding what people want, and being able to put yourself out there. And so that's what I said. One of the things is depending on the guest to create content for you, whatever that is, right? So we actually, my wife and I have gotten Christmas cards from Snow Day before, and they didn't know we were a part of Snow Day. I mean, what a great way to promote. promote, It's like natural marketing, They're naturally sending that out to every friend they have. One of the big things we do is we create a Christmas light map for the park cities. And we literally drive around with our daughter and find all the best houses with Christmas lights. And then we make this cool map and we distribute it and it naturally goes out there. It ends up getting like 50,000 views and it's just a Christmas light map. I think that's pretty cool. I have to ask, is Snow Day included on that map? Of course, yeah. (laughs) So the idea is that Snow Day is on that map and then a very small portion of it, we put, hey, bring this in for a free print. But it's become a community thing. And so one of the big things is there's all of these giant Facebook groups, community groups. And so when you can be a part of those and it's just naturally driving itself within those Facebook communities, that's the kind of content that people want to see. It's not being forced on them. It's what they want to see. And they're excited to see it. And now we literally get emails and messages where people are like, hey, is that light map out yet? And we're big on partnering. So one of the things is at the Galleria, there's a skating rink there. And so I've been meeting with them extensively about partnering with them, about how do we help each other get guests to us? And how do we create a Christmas experience all throughout the mall? Not just us, not just Santa, not just Snow Day, but that Snow Day is a part of a greater picture at the Galleria. Well, speaking of Galleria Dallas, I have to say that 95 foot 
tall Christmas oh, tree yeah. on the middle of the ice rink is pretty iconic. I mean, you've basically grown up in Dallas, so yes. the gallery is 40 years old. So that tree is iconic in oh, our city. It's huge. Yeah. Well, I grew up five minutes from Galleria. And so, yeah, it's again, though, the sea is a part of community. It's not just a mall. It's just not just a retail space. It's a place where people come to see this tree. And so when you have those moments, things that become traditions, right? That's Christmas skate show. That's the big tree lighting there. It's the community thing. I mean, that's what we were there. You've been there many times, many right? Times, right? <laughs> but on Saturday, but to look around and the, it was like 10, 15,000 people and it was 12 deep around the rail. It's pretty Phenomenal. exciting. And one of the reasons we love it so much is because it's what sets Galleria Dallas apart from any shopping center throughout the country. And, you know, that skating rink has hosted Olympic skaters every single year, including Johnny Weir and other Olympic medalists. Yeah. And so it's actually amazing to have the opportunity to stand at the ice rink and watch these skaters perform. It's pretty magical. Yeah. It's a big time show. And my 10 year old daughter is a part of it now. Yeah, so. Snow Day has created <laughs> yeah, your daughter, a superstar so, skater. I yeah. love it. It's wonderful. And it is weird when you start to become a part of something like that. And and it feels like, oh, yeah, well, this is a retail property. But the reality, though, is, is when it starts to not be that, when it starts to be something that's a part of a community. And again, that's, so what other methods do we use? Well, what if people felt at home in a place? Yeah. Right. What if they felt like they weren't being coerced to be there? What if they felt like, wow, oh, yeah, this is where I want to be. This is where my family comes. Yeah. And that leads to a, another great question that Chuck and I talked about, your success about bringing people from outside of the immediate area. I know we've talked about it before and are surprised by the numbers and they're amazing. So how do you do that? How do you get to the communities that are outside of a 20 mile radius? We've been surprised by it too. So I don't so give us some statistics. Where did people come from? Like, a, I mean, we literally get people from across the country. So Mexico City, Miami. International guests. International this is pretty guests. cool. No, it is cool. And so that's the thing. So I don't actually have my numbers in front of me, but a thousand plus zip codes is what we got last year, which is just crazy. So, and that goes across the state of Texas. It goes into Oklahoma, really heavily into Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, all the way down into Houston, it even goes further out from there. And I really feel like it's because when you, if you build it, they will come. Is it? But if you make it right, then people want to be a part of it. And so, and that's what great content does. Mm -hmm. So when you create an experience where you have unique shots and unique things, and they call it FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. <laughs> right? We all have FOMO, right? Yeah, Stephanie? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but that's, and the reality though is, is that when that content is flowing out there, it will spread quickly. And so all the time, daily, I have people go, oh, we just drove in from Arkansas to come see this. And so, and that's the thing is, is, is that when you have something that is unique, uniquely its own to one property, people will come to see that. And so one of the, the really cool things for us is, is watching the zip codes coming from 40 minutes away, coming from McKinney and places a little higher up. And so they literally drive past two to three malls to get to the Galleria to be a part of it. That, to me, that's a huge victory. It's a huge win when all of a sudden it's like, wow, there's something there that nobody else is offering for 45, 50, 60, 100 miles. 
And so, and I think that just comes from having the right stuff, having the right experience, having things that people talk about and say good things about and like, oh, this is a wonderful experience, which I see on Facebook all day long. It's people writing about it. And so that's what creates that energy that brings people in. And I think also it's the people that you have on staff. I've been lucky enough to experience Snow Day as a guest and your elves, you, everyone that's in the experience is always just so happy that you're there. And they really are part of the overall, the experience itself, that it makes something a little bit more special than a selfie museum. So kudos to you and the team for creating not just good content, but having the right people in place. Yeah. People are really important to us. And so, I mean, it sounds tremendously cheesy, but if you make something that's special and wonderful and that people want to be a part of and that you're excited about it. And I think from four and a half years ago, obviously we wanted to make money, but it wasn't really our main goal. We really wanted to make something cool. And we wanted to take all of our creative energy and just have fun with it. And so we've been really fortunate. Our staff has basically been with us for four years. All our management's been with us for four years. And it's fun. And we've created a culture where it's fun and we all party together a lot and we talk about stuff and everybody's ideas are important. We really listen to everybody all, every day. Somebody's like, well, what if we did this? And we try to implement that and we try to take all that and put it in there. So our staff, if you go read our reviews over and over again, people go, oh, the staff was so great. And that's, there's nothing better than that. When you go to fine dining, what makes it? Well, the yeah, the food's important, but it's that extraordinary service. It's the yeah. experience. Yeah. You know, it's all about the way you feel and the way people make you feel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really critical and you're right. I think it's, it's what huge. makes it so cool and makes yeah. people come back. It's huge. So, you know, for people who may not have experienced snow day, what is a snow day? Is it snow falling? Is it snowballs? Like, is it a <laughs> snowman? Like walk us through like what it is really all quick. All of the above. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, so the idea is that if you're from Texas or Alabama or Louisiana, wherever, like if a snow day happens, it is a mega celebration. It's right? a big deal, like it's, your birthday almost. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it is like your birthday, right? Like you like I remember when I was a kid and I would watch news reports and they'd be like, Well, it's possible school will be canceled tomorrow. And it's like the only thing I could think about. And then when you wake up that morning and your mom or your dad's like, Well, snow day. Right. That is the greatest day of all time. And so it's not necessarily so much about it. It's snowing as much as it is about this wild day where it's like anything is possible at that point because you don't have to go to school. And it's funny in other places like New Jersey or New York or whatever, Minnesota, everybody's like snow day. Well, who cares about That's that? That's the one? last well, thing I want to do. Right. But here, <laughs> oh man, it's such a rarity. It's such a big deal. So that was the idea is that it was this fantasy of, it's something, it's an escape. And our first year, we didn't have any snow in Snow Day. And everybody asked, where's the snow? So now Snow Day is a much snowier place and it's got snow elements and different, all kinds of different winter elements in it. But so Stephanie, you've been through Snow Day, like as a guest, when you first walked through the experience, what did you think when you first saw it? It's something completely different out of this world. And literally you have UFOs, so some stuff is out of this world in there. But it's truly immersive from the sense to what you're feeling, walking across the train that was a new addition last year. 
it really transports you into Santa's wonderland, if you will. Like you're not at Galleria Dallas anymore. So it's truly just one of a kind. So Scott, when you're going into a space like Galleria Dallas, what are some of the things you look for before opening the space? For one, I think it's important to talk about our team. And so our business partners, the Bayer Brothers, are set designers. And so they've done everything you'd imagine from jack-in-the-box ads to build giant yachts for events. And I mean, just anything you could ever imagine, they can build it. And my wife, Christy, does a lot of the visual design. Lene, Scott's wife, does most of the set propping and all of that. And Ben Hashke is kind of our software side, technological side. So it's all of us that come in there and see the potential. And what's amazing with the Buyer Brothers, though, is is our first year, I think we had 4,500 square feet. And, and there was a giant cash wrap right in the middle of it, a huge like granite cash wrap that could not be moved for any reason. And so we literally had to build and put a Santa on top of that. So you had to walk up some steps to go to that. And so, and we did it in that space. So the more open it is, the better it is, right? The less columns there are, the better it'll be. But honestly, I mean, it could really be anywhere. It obviously helps the more foot traffic there is, the higher visibility there is within the space. Because I think two things happen. One is, is obviously, hopefully we bring in new guests and new people to the mall. But I also think it's kind of going back to the tradition thing is that when guests who are already there go, wow, what is this? This is fun. Instead of the the one store grab, right, where you go into Apple to get your phone and leave, hopefully we can create a guest that is, is spending an hour, two hours, maybe they go get dinner after they, they go ahead and do that shopping trip. So I think it's all of those things work together within a space to make it good. But we've done it everywhere. So Well, that's what we strive for at Trademark Property is we want to keep our clients and customers hanging out longer. You know, in the 80s, you used to go to the mall and hang out all day. You know, mm -hmm. your friends would go and there were a lot of experiential things that you could do. And we really strive to work with our marketing teams to create things that make people stay longer. Because when they stay longer, they, yeah, let's have lunch. Let's go shop. And what's the magical thing about Snow Day is you can have a lot of fun, but then you can do all your holiday shopping at the same time, you know, in the same location. Yeah, yeah is that you bring the kids. And I think that's the goal is that somebody sees a new store they've never seen before. It's that obviously it's wonderful having Apple there. What an incredible store. And everybody comes there because they need it. But it's when you see that new place, right? It's that new little boutique or all of those things. So yeah, it's creating that walk through traffic and yes, yeah, ton of fun. So we've been talking about Snow Day, mm -hmm. which for the most part is an immersive selfie experience. But last year you guys added a Sienna operation to your overall set design. Mm -hmm. And I guess I have two part question here. Okay. Was that something that you guys were looking to do and want to expand on? And then in addition to Santa operations and snow day, any other services for customers that you can think of that you would like to add to the overall business model? Did we plan on doing Santa? No, I never <laughs> thought of that in my life. Snow day, you guys were just too good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> But we were there at the mall and it was during COVID. So it was a really brutal time to do a Santa. And I couldn't help because it was Santa was right in front of Snow Day the whole time. So I watched it for a long time and I felt like we could do it better. And I felt like it was just a different way to do it. And so I talked to Galleria and we talked about what that would look like. 
Before we knew it, Santa Land was built as a part of Snow Day, right? So now it's two attractions. We have Santa Land on one side and Snow Day on one side. And about 70% of people do both of them. But we have a lot of people just come do either or. It has been a wild roller coaster ride. Actually, it's been a wild train ride, right? Wild train, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's been a huge learning curve on how to do it right. And it's one of those things where you see it from the outside and you go, oh, this would be just like a snap. And it's not. And so I think there's a way to do it okay. And I think there's a way to do it really great. And I think there's a way to make it where it's much more than just getting plopped on Santa's lap and getting an okay photo and then moving on. And so what we wanted to do was make it a really incredible experience, something where it's, what if a kid all of a sudden started thinking he was going to the North Pole? What if all of a sudden they thought, oh, I just got off a train station and all this fog rolls out from the train and now I'm in a forest and you can hear little animal sounds and different and things like that. What if I walked into a room with Santa and it's this beautiful chalet with a, with a little burning fire in the fireplace and... And it smelled like Santa's room. There's a naughty list there and, a, and everything, all the details are in that room. And then what if Santa knew exactly what I wanted for Christmas? What if he knew my name when I walked in there? And that's one of the things is if you stand in that room and watch kids go through the process, it is wild to see kids who didn't believe, believe all of a sudden. When you take nine and 10 year olds and they go, you can see there. They're looking both ways and they're it's blowing their mind the whole experience. And so that's the difference. And it's complicated to do that. And there's a lot of logistics that go into to making all of that stuff happen. But it's really cool once you get it nailed. And one of the things is, right, and Stephanie knows this better than anybody, but right at the beginning, we we're like, yeah, we can do every sand in the United States. <laughs> but no, we can't. And I think in order to do it right, it's taking time to perfect it. And I really do feel like this year... By no means that we perfected it, but I feel like we're getting there, right? And I feel like that process is really coming to fruition. And so it is, it's cool. It's been a, it's a really a special process and it's something new for like Snow Day, doing that for four years, that was a whole learning curve under itself, but nowhere on the level of like making, Santa is really important to people. Yeah. Right? That's a huge response. It's a big deal. It's a, it's a big, big deal. part tradition. of the holiday tradition. Yeah. yeah. And you blow that. I mean, that's really bad. And so that's the thing is, is, to really get it right is really important. And I think it's the kind of thing, though, where it's like when a parent leaves there with a kid who can't stop talking about what Santa did and how what that was. And it's incredible. So. Well, you described it perfectly because I've seen it firsthand opening night last year for the Santa Snow Day experience. I saw a mom arriving with two little boys. I would guess they were like five or six, but they had on green corduroy pants and a little red plaid shirt with the bow tie. And when they heard the, the sounds before they saw, they like raced ahead of their parents because they wanted to be the first ones there. And they turned the corner. And when they saw the train and the conductor there that was welcoming them, it immediately took those two boys out of a normal world to a fantasy. And then when the parents joined them and the excitement they had getting on the train and the smells and the sights. And of course, when Santa knew their name and said, oh, I heard I guess an elf or Mrs. Claus told him, <laughs> you know, one of the gifts that they were looking for. How do you incorporate technology into this experience to make that happen? Well, because of you, Chuck. Uh, <laughs> Not me. I no, mean, really. I mean, <laughs> no, well, you know what? Here's a little funny backstory is, is that 
2020 hit, COVID was going. And so I've known Chuck for many years. Many years <laughs> and I get a Facebook DM of all things, a Facebook message, right? And Chuck was like, hey, can you do that snow thing at the Galleria? And so we met with Chuck and he wanted a whole touchless experience. And so that's where really, I mean, we had been working on the automated photo side of things before then, but then creating the touchless experience, right, was a whole brand new world of software development. And so how to make it where we use RFID on wristbands and how to make everything where people could seamlessly walk through and never have to touch a thing in the entire experience and that they could seamlessly get their photos delivered to their cell phone and all of those things. So that's that's really where that was born. But what was cool and what's happened with a lot of technology through COVID, right, is those things have lived on because people go, oh, that's cool. And so now we're utilizing that in a lot of different ways throughout, right? And so every year we're trying to build upon how our software interacts with the experience. Obviously, we don't want it to take away from the experience. We don't want it to be over teched. But one of the things that is so important to us is that no longer are people getting just okay photos. We want them to get spectacular photos. And so a lot of our history is in photography. That's where Christy and I's world began. Our business partner has been with us doing photo projects for 15 years. The Bayer brothers have been building sets for Neiman Marcus and all kinds of high-level photo shoots. And so a really important thing to us was that every image was incredible and that the technology supported that function. So you get an incredible photo. And it's not, oh, I have to wait two weeks to get that photo. It's not, oh, I have to go to a printout stand and I get a subpar print. I immediately get a blow away photograph delivered instantly to my phone. And then on my cell phone, I can just go print that and just go pick that up. Right? I don't have to deal with a sales, like somebody upselling me a bunch of packages or anything like that. I can just print that and there's one price and that's what it is. And, you know, or go print it at Walgreens. Right. And so to me, that's customer service. And we say that all the time. You can get it here for $10 or you can print it anywhere you want. Right. So guests get to keep their digital photos, all, digital. all of them. Yeah. So every package. Yeah. So, and that we feel like that's classy. Right. And that that's cool. And that's modern. And that's the new way. To me, the old way is like, oh, well, you could get it on a CD-ROM. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> or you can only pick one. Yeah. You only we will one, print like, one photo here. And it's like, no, nah, like what's cool now is you just get your photos because guess what? People post those photos. Yeah. And I don't think there's any way to put value on that. I mean, you could try, but to create a scenario where somebody can literally walk out, grab their phone, and post that to Instagram immediately, your post rate goes through the roof. And that's the thing is being able to put that on a story within seconds, when you have to wait two weeks, oh man, somebody can post that on their stories? No, no way. Maybe, maybe, hopefully. But it's like when you create a whole scenario where it's easy, then that's the kind of stuff where all of a sudden you end up having 11 million impressions where you have hundreds of thousands of geotags because it's simple, right? I take a photo in here and it's really, it's much better than what my own phone can do. And that's one of the things that's important to us is obviously you use your phone anywhere, but if you're going to take a photo, it better look better than your phone can do it because that's the age we live in. And then once you kind of do those few things, technology works really seamlessly and people don't even realize it and they're posting right away. 
But one of the things I think you guys did so successfully when we were trying to create a touchless and a COVID-friendly snow day was the reservation system. So people had to make their reservations in advance, Mm -hmm. and then there were no lines. So people love that, and I know you guys have continued doing that Mm -hmm. at Gallery of Dallas with the team there. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a huge part of it, and it's a a big part of integrating that with our photography software as well. And also Santa being able to know kids' names and their gifts. And so all of that's integrated, and it's all working together. And so, yeah, one of the things, and it's a big thing that came out of COVID. I mean, it used to be there was three, four-hour lines for every Santa. Mm -hmm. And last year, we did certainly have lines for Santa because so many people wanted to be there. And, And we also had a learning curve, and there were things we we're trying to figure out. One of the th- cool things this year is, is our lines have been 15 minutes or less every day. So we're nine days into the run now. So we're pretty proud of that. But yeah, it's just, it's creating a system that works, right? And having it where you book your time slot and you know all of those things are simplified. So how did adding a Santa operation change the business of Snow Day? And is that, that so you said earlier that wasn't part of the plan, but how, did it, did you predict that there would be changes in your business once you added Santa? I knew it would change it in some ways. I mean, Snow Day is a very hip thing, right? And it's very cool. And it's obviously geared around a lot of social media aspects and getting influencers in there to do their content. I think we did really well with families. We always did with kids and different things like that. But it definitely added an even more of a family environment. So... That was something, you know, we did add a few elements that we knew would be exciting to kids. One of the things that I always think is great about Disney and different experiences like that is is it doesn't have to just all be kid-related. It's not all cartoon, right? Kids love all kinds of great experience. So we didn't change a whole bunch about Snow Day. It was just blending the two things together. We had to work really hard to make sure they fit together that the pieces fit together. And it wasn't like, oh, Santa's over here. And one thing is like, once you go from Santa, if you do a combo package, you go through Santa's closet. Which I thought was a brilliant idea. Yeah. And so it's like this, it's even furthermore, like you go to the train, now you're in the forest, now you're in the chalet, now you're going through Santa's closet and you're in this city. And we really play up on that. That's where the elves live. And so it's almost like this other world where it's like, oh, man, that's how elves live. And so. And Chuck, I live in there, too. Yeah, you do. You're there a lot. You so. have a store there. You, have <laughs> you do. Chuck there. does I love it. I love it. Yeah. Steelman Groceries right there in the <laughs> town of Snow Day. So. so I have a question. You mentioned all of these organic posts that naturally happen as a result of Santa Land and Snow Day. Can you tell us maybe about one post that really did well or how many views or reshares that that particular post received? I mean, it happens daily. And what's funny is, is, you know, we do a lot of intentional getting influencers there, getting people to get there and post about it. But almost every day we have somebody who comes through and they have viral posts. It's the people you don't expect all of a sudden, like have these explosive posts. It's like the mom in the suburbs. It's like, oh, who knew she had 17,000 followers and got 10,000 likes an image, right? But she came and she paid and she's posting and she's tagging and she's doing all that. And so, I mean, we've had posts that have gone into the four and five millions of views, millions of likes happens. Uh, We had a, a mom call us and said, hey, I have this group of TikTokers who... 
they want to have a, is that the correct term? TikToker? No, it's content creators. Content creators. <laughs> whatever it is. You could tell it's like the mom who didn't know. And she was like, well, and so they made this music video and they want to have a pizza party there after we make this music video. And she was like, can we do that like after hours? And she's like, my daughter has like 4 million followers on TikTok. I was like, yeah, sure. And so they all showed up. It was like 20 kids. I think she had the lowest follower count of any of them. So from that one evening, it was like 50, 60 million views on, wow. on TikTok. And they came back this year and they're coming back again next week. And so, and that's the thing is, is if you listen, right, and you're just careful with it. And I often feel like people get so defensive of, well, you know, we only want certain people here and we want to be really VIP. And my thing is, is like, yeah, whoever wants to come and you want to build content here, because that's what... Do we create Christmas magic? Yes. Do we create incredible experiences? Yes. A huge amount of our value is our ability to create content for our property. And I feel like it's the most undervalued aspect of what we do. And it's on a daily basis, every single day, even the mom or the dad who has 400 followers who makes a post to their kids at snow day, tags them all, go takes a photo of the Christmas tree. Those 400 followers they have, 200 of them like the photo, and that all 200 of those people are the exact demographic that will come to your property and once they see that, right? And you cannot put a you can't put a price tag on that, right? Because it's you know you can put a an ad in a in a, in a magazine, right? And I, I don't know who sees that, right? I don't. It's so it's so complicated to quantify that, right? But once you're able to create something where people are paying to be there, specifically taking photos, specifically tagging it. And it's like, and that's happening a thousand times a day. That's such a powerful thing. There's no way to even think about that. Like, You're exactly right, Scott, but that's what's so great about our partnership between mm -hmm. Snow Day Dallas and Trademark Property Company is the fact that we value that because yeah. we think being involved in the community and being great stewards is really what our company is all about. So when we can offer and work together with another partner and create these magical moments, we know we've been successful in creating a magical holiday experience. And that's truly what our goal is, is to make sure that when people come, they have a memorable experience and it creates a lot of loyalty and customers for life. Oh, for sure. It has been a great partnership and it really it shows in the ability to do things like that or even just be able to have after hours parties for people who are great at TikTok, you know, and that kind of stuff. So and there's definitely a vision there for that. And if we want to see more about Snow Day, we can always go to your Instagram page mm -hmm. at Snow Day. Is that where we find at you? Snow Day Pop. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can hear the rest of the conversation. To learn more about Trademark, visit TrademarkProperty.com.